I swear my flow is priceless, they can't find a receipt for me Recently, I've been spreading love vibes through the frequency Overtly disobedient, they say I lack common decency Cause these parrot lyrics make you say each bar repeatedly Frequently, I find myself avoiding the hate and hurt Cause secretly your girlfriend really enjoys spoken word I give a two shit about your clinical diagnosis You lip shits have more rats under your rugs than New York City tenants I sit on crime like a sentence and pick up time like my wrist just started to get a little lonely So I got a rollie to lift its spirits, hallelujah And praise this iced out Jesus posing as a noose A bunch of boys on the block arguing about who got the juice Might eliminate you Walking around with scowls like Pac's face on the elevator. All right. Ooh. Was that the end of that? No, it keeps going. What I, is that? Uh, freestyle. I just, I, I, I literally just write things and that come to my I mind. I was listening to that, thinking, oh, I got, I got, I, I, I wish I couldn't do this, but this is how I operate. Uh, to tell a story, just to make a point. Um, I think about all the former college football players or high school football players, all these different different levels of being good over time, watching the NFL mm. and thinking what they can do and what they can't do and like feeling some sort of animosity or love or appreciation because they can see a version of that being done or they've been in a similar situation, but obviously on a lower scale. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With that, listening to you recite lyrics that you've written down from your head rhyming i was like i don't know how he's such a hip-hop fan i'd be so pissed <laughs> like i'd be so mad if i knew that in my tool belt was to rhyme and entendre and word device your ass up with a message i'd have an issue listening to like regular people, Danny is Brown it, sometimes. Well, I mean, think about so. I mean, compared to your expertise, right? So, like in football, like when you saw somebody that was like just really talented, but didn't have a lot of skill sets, mm. right? They're just really yeah. talented. They just yeah. ain't got skill sets, right? You still enjoy watching them. You still enjoy kind of seeing yeah. them play, and vice versa, actually, and vice versa. If you see still, right, to, right, shout out to JJ Watt. Like I think he's somebody who is like very skillful. And very good at being technically skilled. Uh, I mean, the technicalities. Not that he's not talented. He's just stiff in his talent, the, which makes him seem more skillful in what he does. Of course. I mean, the, the technicality of sports and the kind of knowing how to play the game is yeah. far more interesting to look at than just a naturally athletic dude jumping out the gym. Right. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the, it, it, I found in my travels the best players on the field mm. are the worst coaches. Mm. Because they Ooh. just they don't know how to break down A to Z something they they do so naturally straight up and so like God given straight so up shout uh, shout out to Brian Young he was a, a 1997 first round draft pick defensive lineman from Notre Dame when I when I went to Notre Dame I did the research on all the defensive linemen there that were all American stuff and he popped up he ended up coming back as a GA after he got done with his 14-year career with the San Francisco 49ers, won the Super Bowls with, uh, uh, what's the big one? The famous one. I played with his son in Notre Dame. Tony Montana, Johnny Montana, Joey mm -hmm. Montana. Mm -hmm. What's his name? Mm -hmm. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Played with Joe Montana, all this mm -hmm. stuff like that. He was the worst football coach I've ever experienced in my life. He was in charge of the scout team, which I was on, and we were trying, and he just didn't understand he couldn't coach us up because mm. no one 
because he just was. Yeah, he just was this. Elite look, 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 y'all, look, y'all. Lineman. I'm just, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna show y'all one more time. All right, I'm gonna show y'all one more time. This is how you do it. You hit him with the pang, the boom, and the pa. All right, <laughs> the pain, the boo, and the pa. And he's like, he, he no, there, see, see, he see, out there doing drills with us. He's he was three fifteen with a six pack running our drills. With Crazy. Me. I'm dying from these uh, conditioning drills, and he's said, Newman, keep your chin up, son. Use your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on Newman, waffles Newman. and oatmeal. I grew up on a waffles. You, 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 you're missing up a child. And that being said, shout out to another talented white dude that I know, um, Steve. I play basketball Who's with him. I, I play basketball, pick up basketball with oh, him. Oh, yes. And he's a he's a fan of you and, and vis-a-vis yeah. fan of the podcast. Yes. And um, it's, like, it's like, bro is so, I hate when he defends me because I'm more athletic, but he's more intelligent in spacing and everything he'll do this thing where like he He keeps he blocks me out he block no not even yes yes moves without the ball better than me but also moves oh yeah moves without the ball yeah bro he does this (laughs) thing where he blocks you out like right after mid court and you're like why is he fucking blocking me out like you trying to get to the rim and he's like blocking you out and then he's looking and they throw a dump pass like right in the middle, and he runs and gets in two points. Like I'm like, okay, yeah. you skillful, you yeah. skillful bastard. Yeah. But yeah, no. When it comes to hip hop and stuff, like that's the thing that I, I see skill sets. I recognize skill sets, and then I recognize we're all talent, and um, mm. both are interesting to look, are, are interesting to 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 consume. Uh, MF Doom, skill set, crazy skill set. I mean, raw talent as well, but crazy skill set when it comes to the devices and the poetic devices used in rapping. R.I.P. Right. And very much so R.I.P. And then you got Cash Kid, who is just like talented with putting similes and metaphors together. It's just they're just absolutely ridiculous. You know who I forgot? I'm trying to figure out how the way to say this. I forgot made me feel a way when they rapped. Kendrick Lamar. I just went randomly went on Apple uh, iTunes and went on like a Kendrick Lamar Essentials. Mm. You know, they just played stuff between Pimp, Pimp Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad City, and and Damn. Basically, I was I was hoping to hear like an untitled mm-hmm. that untitled oh my uh, track. I didn't really goodness. listen to it like that when I was in LA. Young nigga, don't ask. But uh, Young but I forgot. It's been so long that I forgot how how much I felt better about myself from listening to Kendrick Lamar. Interesting. Like I forgot. And I'm glad I'm, I, I hope he puts out new music soon, but you can just always just go back. Yeah. You can always go back. I think that's the thing about music is that it puts us in whatever space we were in when we first were introduced to it. So every time mm. we revisit it, it's like time travel. Literally, if you put on Kendrick Lamar's like untitled um, set, I go back to visiting you in California on my birthday. That's funny. I go back to being in California, driving an hour and 20 minutes to and from work. Because when Lance talks about that visit, he came the next week. Like, I, we got the apartment. Lance came the next week. So, it was very early. So, I came. So, I'm thinking about that title. Just I'm thinking about driving an hour and 40 minutes to and from uh, the Johnson's family house in La Cunada, uh Pasadena, California, 
because I was staying with them. You said we La Quiñada? Let's call it La Quiñada, Flint Ridge. La Quiñada? La Quiñada, yes. Keep going. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I, I remember playing that disc while because I was I had so much time in the car going to and from work. Then it was like first couple was it that was the top of 2016 probably. I think it was January 2016 that album came out. But anyways, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. and I know we have topics to actually get to. Mm. Jack Harlow posted, and I know I'm not just follow me here. Mm. Jack Harlow posted yesterday some freestyle. Of him as a um, kid when he was like first school. starting out in middle school. Yeah, rapping. He you said, saw that? "Yeah, if you Jack, if Jack doesn't, don't get mad. If Jack <laughs> doesn't text back, text back yes. I'm sorry. I would like to come to your party. <laughs> that was fire, <laughs> fire. Exactly I think what a middle schooler want to come to your party. Ex- exactly, like exactly what a middle schooler should be rapping about." Right. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't text you back. So, but he posted this on Twitter, mm. right? It got it was getting some traction. About an hour after he posted it, I was in the comments and somebody said something about Kendrick Lamar liked this post. And I was like, wait a minute. What? And I went and looked and did my research. In 2019, Kendrick Lamar liked a post from a rapper talking about Nipsey Hussle, the next post that he liked was this Jack post that Jack Harlow posted last night on Twitter. Kendrick Mars on Twitter again. So maybe there is a project coming out. But I just thought that was so random that this piece of Jack Harlow content of him rapping in middle school Saying this is the real shit I ever wrote. Jack, Jack, is, the, is, the, is the only thing Kendrick Jack, Lamar has Jack liked keeps on getting, Twitter. Jack, Jack keeps getting stamped. He keeps, <laughs> he does. He keeps getting stamped. He's getting, he's getting stamped more than Eminem. Multiple people have sent me his tiny desk, and I still haven't mm-hmm. watched it. But mm-hmm. multiple people was like, hey, bro, your dude's good. I mm-hmm. think Gullick sent me it, and I think uh, Kaplan Lewis Moore sent it, sent it to me. Um, the, the, gotta, the, gotta the what's popping version is the tiny desk version of that is way better. Than the actual version of what's oh, popping. I can, are the yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, like, that song wasn't supposed to, listen, that whole album, I don't want to get into it, we're going to get off music soon. That whole album, Confetti, uh-huh. should have gave him the attention that what's popping did, mm-hmm. but he took the wave of Confetti and going on tour mm-hmm. with the wave of Confetti, and then after that was like, and then just put out what's popping as a throwaway, mm-hmm. and it, it changed his life. Crazy. He's been spending for years now. A lot of us have. Uh, it's it's yeah. very interesting. And, you know, I truly believe that people are blessed with things when they are ready for those things. Like, you can't, if you're a rapper right now, you're like, if at all you're listening to this and you feel the need to feel some type of hate, right? Some type of hate because, oh, he's a white dude doing black music. You know, you want to. There's no need to, bro. Like people, we are all spiritual beings inside of bodies that we had no choice in picking. Mm. And it's like on our journeys, we are given things when we are prepared for those things. If somebody has been working and doing something since middle school, and then you see them reaping the benefits of that, um, man, you know, after seven, eight years of putting in work steadily on it, like that's what manifestation is. And because you don't understand that is the reason why you can't manifest shit in your life. But also, I do think that there's, I mean, 
yeah, poo-poo on that person who's not manifesting things in their life. But I do think there's something to hard work. And I we I know we've been on either side of this thing. Like, there's I am a big believer of no pain, no gain. You're on the other side of that. Because, like, do pe- there are comeuppance. Like, people come up out of, out of, out of nowhere. But mm-hmm. I think there's a... When it comes Blue to pers- face. When it comes to... Per- <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, I mean, what? Go ahead, keep going though. I was gonna say like Trinidad James, but I almost have more respect for Trinidad James than Blueface. Um, Blueface has a longer career, or is already like tracking to have a longer career than Trinidad. So yes, he is. Unfortunately, he is, definitely. Go ahead. But it's like uh, it's like how people acquire wealth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like some pe- people are born with born into a family of wealth, mm-hmm. right? In this analogy, Jaden Smith. Mm-hmm. Right, come on. As a creator, come on. Right, some people um, were working really hard at it and was always trying to scratch through, and then like finally made it. Uh, you can, I don't know, Bryson Tiller it comes to mind, but you can talk about Jack Harlow, mm-hmm. who's been on the scene for a little bit, mm-hmm. <clears throat> or you can like slip and fall and and inherit, like hitting the lottery, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The one thing it hit. And now you're famous. Mm-hmm. I don't know of a one like that. Actually, yeah. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't know of a one like that. What, where you like had money already like and now you're famous? Rapper, like a rapper. Oh, some of the younger guys is kind of like that. Maybe like a, um, what's the kid's name? He, Mo Bamba? He, he, but the guy who made I don't Sheck, know about. Sheck West. I don't know Sheck about. West. Okay. Sheck West. Sheck West, that was, that was his first hit. Mm-hmm. Um, Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Might be a version of that. He was he was doing music. Oh for my a little god! Bit, did but, you see that but, video? But White Iverson. He made. Did you see that video where Post Malone posted his um, middle school or somebody posted yeah. his middle school? Yeah. Uh, don't compare our white boy to that white boy. Okay. Do you feel what fair. I'm saying? Like that was crazy. Yeah, but he's so much wild. of a hit Weak. maker that I do think that there may be some serendipitous. Uh, like, interesting. Like he has a lottery ticket. Yeah. Like there's like. Some people that just are. Well, I was thinking less rappers and more like socialites. So like the Kylie Jenner's, the uh, or the um, OJ connected to that, and that kind of started him at reality TV. So, but, I think but I'm saying like they like have the money. Wave. That's kind of like being born into reality TV, and also mm. they have money. But they, yeah, it's kind of being boring. In that's like an example of like the Rev Runs kids. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like not only is their father run dmc and change hip-hop for what it is today they also grew up on television Mm -hmm. or with the spotlight on especially with their uncle uh russell simmons grew up in front of all of us and we all we all like because it's a capitalist system um you have to be exploiting somebody to actually make it in this um kind of economic strata so it's like but but like fame and fame is one of those things that is a moral like come up. It's like you you have to explain that. Like you don't have to step on. Well, I guess there is instances where people do step on people to get famous. Absolutely, and, yeah, 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 shark yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking like how we were talking about just pop up famous. Like um, I know, but I guess there I is no pop up famous. Not a, I was like, there it's isn't. not a great example. Joy Taylor. I think, no, I think that twenty there, years. I do think I do think there is uh, there is some instance of that, especially now in the social media. Mm age mm-hmm. right we're like a viral star little terrio um now we didn't come up in this age y'all where this this social media stuff that y'all got that where where people just could oh post something gosh. and get get famous off stuff instantly if y'all listen here and i i say it in bitterness you might hear some bitterness in my voice but i am 
you fuckers. Like, I, I was, I'm so pissed that I was born right before they started having things for my age range. Like, I was born before Brave New Voices, which was a youth poetry um, team and kind of competition where these... 16 17 18 year olds 15 16 17 18 year olds are like becoming popular or going viral based on their poetry it was like another platform and it was sponsored by hbo mm. my whole time i'm i put i sent in a vhs t- tape to hbo's deaf poetry jam right hbo's deaf poetry jam i sent in a vhs all right a cassette tape audition tape that is how like Right before the generation, the 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 technological boom or the uh, kind of easy access to personalities, like, and you know, in everything in this time, I wasn't ready for I, it. Then. I would say I wasn't every, ready for it. Everyone has, yeah, everyone's time and all the other stuff like that. Especially, I mean, I think about the recruiting scale now. Like all of these high school kids, high school athletes that are just good mm-hmm. at football or whatever sport they're playing. Have thousands of followers mm-hmm. on social media. Thousands. thousands, 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 dummy amount of followers. And I think that was right after the generation of where where I was at on social media. Because oh my goodness, at that point in time, there's a rule right when I went to college that college coaches were no longer allowed to text recruits directly. Okay. They're not allowed to reach out to them directly, mm. maybe a text or call. Mm. That ended right after I went in. Mm. The only way that you could communicate was via social media. So all these athletes will have all these coaches following them and and tweeting at them. And they were only allowed X amount of DMs a month. Like that type of shit was regulated. So then all these oh fans were just like following these kids that these coaches were following. So there's a reason for all this, everything that happens. Um, I do want to switch Jeez. to television and movies. All right. Uh, switch it up just a little bit. The Golden Globes Awards happened last weekend. We didn't do any preview talk about it, but they, they happened I didn't even know. It was on uh, the 78th annual Golden Globes. The only reason the Golden... I want to say... Hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Uh, I don't want to minimize it, but I want, do want to say uh, one of the reasons why the Golden Globes is so popular is, is because it's a... Um, a continuation to see what Oscar season is going to look like. Mm. You know what, what's what's going to happen with these motion pictures. So, um, are the you know whatever films happen, and it's it's a. I say there was a it was a good nice showing. I, I saw uh, Daniel Kula Kulaya Kula yep. Kulaya. Yep. I I I really need to learn how to say his name. He won uh, best supporting actor in a motion major motion picture. For Judas and the Black Messiah, for playing Fred Hampton, okay, obviously, uh, uh, uh and he was uh, up against a lot of uh, big people, um, in that, so that was a uh, that was really really good for him. Um, the woman who played Billie Holiday in that Hulu movie about Billie Holiday's life, I still she need won, to watch that. I still need to watch it as well. She won um, the Already United said. States versus Billie Holiday. Audra Day is her name. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen won for best actor in a motion picture. For Borat, the subsequent movie film, about time. That's interesting because that's that is good. a whole. That's that is it true. Like- that is true method acting, and for the Academy not to recognize um, movies like his, like that's going to end up being a thing to where you he been out portray- Lin Manuel Miranda for Hamilton in that. Of course. Hey. Oh, oh, that was for musical or comedy. It wasn't just all of them. 
so that it does. Because I was like, why is why why is the the a competition so bleak? It was Andy Samberg in Palm Springs, James Corden in the prom, Lynn Miranda, Lynn Manuel Miranda in Hamilton, and Dave Patel in the personality history of David Copperfield. So it wasn't a musical or comedy comp, but he definitely deserved that. Right? Yeah, I want to keep keep going on my persona piece though. Like that is going to be the new. That's another wave of what persona piece. Um, him playing Borat. Oh Sasha, yes, please, please. Like yes. like Sasha Baron playing Borat. Sasha Baron Cohen. Excuse yes. me. Um, is he a Cohen brother? No. Oh. Um, like that that being able to embody somebody and play a movie out of them. Like, well, right? it's, it's it's been done, but it's been done theatrically. This is yeah. done like guerrilla, like reality TV. Like oh, the, like oh, I, like that. Like you say, oh, like real life. Like, but here's the thing: because when you say that, it sounds like you're saying become someone that already existed, versus becoming an original character, right? Right. So that's a little, and also becoming an original character in real life, because obviously right. all the SNL skits they have. Popular characters make movies all the time. Uh, it was Molly, Shannon, and Shoop, Superstar, The Night of the Roxbury's, Ladies Man, uh, Pat. You know, I mean, like all these SNL movies that Fucking became Superstar, Coneheads, so Coneheads, exactly. But actually being oh yourself. Na 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 na. Ow! Hey, that's one of those movies that me and Brandon like. We died. We laughed uncontrollably. Superstar. Is the funniest shit. Like, I wonder if it holds up, but it's so good. It's so good. So it's good. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's such a good. It may I don't just be nostalgia loud. talking because I think no, it's no, really no, no, no. It's one of those movies where we laughed uncontrollably. Like, those moments where so you, like, weird. can't breathe because you're laughing so hard. And for some reason, it was, like, that part. I got another one. Mm. Me, myself, and Irene. Okay. That was when we were dying in the theater. I don't, I, but I don't remember like not being able to breathe. Those when his black sons, <laughs> Stop, I remember. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. When his black sons was saying anything, like the smart good <laughs> dudes was talking. They, yeah. they grew up watching Fred Sanford and and uh, uh, Chris Rock and uh, all, all those the black comedians. Yes, they watched black. They were, comedians. I mean, they were black. Obviously, they oh, were black comedy jam. Deaf yeah. comedy jam. Yeah. Speaking of deaf poet society. Um, but yeah, that movie, and also Jim Carrey was, like, we've talked about our love for Jim Carrey, but like, flawless in there. Flawless. And as much Absolutely as I hate flawless. on Renee Zellweger, like, who else could have done that? Who else could have done that? I don't know. It, it was, oh my God. So, it's good that that these movies are now being kind of noticed. I'm glad that Daniel is getting his clout and getting his clap. Um, uh, Great speech. I, I know that he's probably like a humble dude. Um but like, I would love, I love, I would love to see him just talk he's shit real not, quick. He's not not cocky. He's almost like I would liken him. Speaking of rappers, I would liken him to a. I would liken him to a Kendrick Lamar in a way that like he knows who he is and how good he is, and mm-hmm. like he knows that like whenever he flexes a muscle, people have to pay attention mm-hmm. like he knows mm-hmm. like it, it's i mean he i was, killed, almost, he I was excited to see i was excited to see that in him um killed for him best actor in a motion picture drama chadwick boseman my ronnie's black bottom have you seen it i have i have not seen it yet I still it's, it's, a, it's it. a stage play right so like 
it, it comes off as a stage play. Yeah. But popular it, right now. But, uh the Marie uh, Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. But but play. but that that is uh for theater lovers, I feel like that's no consequence. Like that's that makes it especially if you can makes do it what? makes it a better movie because you mm-hmm. are working with a limited amount of space, but you are uh, the acting is carrying it. Yeah. So, like, in that movie, the acting was like... Really? Oh, my God. She has a line... Her Viola Davis was like... Vi- oh, my she, And she also God. gained weight to play that I forgot character. that she was Viola Davis. On God, I forgot. I was like... I was like... Bro, she has a line in there where she said... She's like, the whole movie... It's a spoiler. Oh, that's me. My bad. It's a spoiler. Um... It's a spoiler, but like the whole time she's waiting for them to buy her a Coke, a Coca-Cola. And it gets to the point where you're like, she is being a bitch. Like she is being downright. Just why is she being so difficult? And then she says, you make these motherfuckers get you a Coke. Because as soon as they trap my voice in that box, they don't need me no more. So I'm going to use them and take them for every single, Mm. everything they got. What's a what's a coke compared to legacy? Compared mm. to you know my voice because she's older and the way she's talking, which is so dope, is like so reminiscent of the juke joints and kind of having to play the what's the Chitlin story circuit. about? Um, Obviously, I imagine so Ma Rainey, Ma Rainey. If, yeah, yeah, Ma Rainey, y'all. If y'all know about Ma Rainey, um, she was one of the biggest performers on the Chitlin circuit. The Chitlin circuit, if you've never heard of that, is the venues that black people could perform in. And it went during segregation um, and before, it was like the only place black people could perform, the only places that black people could be entertained. Um, uh, examples of this are the Apollo um the empire or no the regal there's sort of three in new york that um were big theaters back then but anyway um as uh, the apollo was on the chitlin circuit yeah definitely wow. that's why it's so and oh, it, it's wow. one of the only it's only the one it's like one of the only theaters that are still like in relevance you know yeah i mean honestly if you're ever in harlem and you walk by it feels like that entire neighborhood at this point in time has been built around that theater being there. Um, and they actually, they just did a, a versus that I heard was not good with the Angelo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just him. And Apollo. It, I, some people jumped in. Oh, okay. It was the it was D'Angelo and Friends. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But anyways, uh, ooh, I got some I got some nice. We're gonna bring back G- D'Angelo. Um, we're gonna we're gonna bring back D'Angelo. But Ma Rainey. Um, so yeah, she was on the Chilling Circuit, and she was like one of those. Uh, so so it was just reminiscent. Her whole character that she portrayed was just reminiscent of this. Like, I grew up in sharecropping. Like I grew up, my my mother was a slave. I may have been a slave. Um when I was younger type thing. And it's mm. like, it's, it's, it's the color purple mixed in with Malcolm Marie, more actors. And, uh, I don't want to say better acting. I'm just going to say they captured the time period a lot better. Would you say that Chadwick Boseman deserves this award? Cause there's a lot of, obviously we talk about post mosquitoes, uh-huh. post humor. Uh, Stop saying the moss. Stop adding the M is post humor. Hummers, posthumers, posthumers, posthumers. It's not no I R. Think, I don't. We, we had posthumers. We had this conversation with Michelle. She corrected us. We we looked it up. We learned. We forgot. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but 
They like to give awards to people who have passed. His wife gave a beautiful acceptance speech on Zoom. Beautiful. She had a beautiful dress. Literally looked like she came out of Wakanda. Um, And while Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman, uh, Tari Raman, and Riz Ahmed all set and waited. Those are the other people that were uh, nominated. And uh, yeah, so he won. So I was wondering, I see, you know. I, uh, he, he, he definitely, he definitely deserved it. Uh, if, 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 you're, if you're going to give him a, if you're going to give him an Oscar for any of the roles he's played. Right. Definitely this Like, one. honestly, he was the only, mm. I want to say this. Oh, it's oh, a bad on. take. Yeah, I'm going to say it anyways. Okay. Uh, I have to say it. The only good acting in The Five Bloods. Mm. No, it's good that you said it. Um, it's something to consider, definitely. But what I'll say also for his performance, um, <clears throat> that is kind of negative, but it's only negative because what they give black people awards for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that trope of playing the yes. absolute bottom of blackness or morally the absolute bottom of morality of blackness right denzel washington and these are all oscars um but monique denzel washington yeah uh, but this but this is why golden globes kind of holly berry what happens yeah 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 yeah, but 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 he was he he, he's a he's a hood nigga that's that's good that's good to know and i want to look at it again speaking of that Mm. training day denzel's washington's only oscar which on is Netflix right now. Ridiculous. It's on Netflix? On Netflix right now. That was a great purchase, Netflix. What took you so long? Man. I, I mean, wonder. Yeah, I mean, in and out, though, because they just have them for X amount of time. Right. You lease them for an amount of time, yeah. right? Yeah, but I, I mean, know. I'll imagine what the price of that leasing is. And y'all don't went up Netflix in like I imagine it two elsewhere. times a year. It's not two times a year, but it has been at least once a year for the last mm. four years, which is a lot. Um, I, I, think, I think it may have been on uh, Amazon Prime before that. Speaking of Amazon Prime, Coming to America is going to be on Amazon Prime on March 5th. Yeah. March 5th. March 5th. Amazon Prime, uh, Coming to America. Watch that. I saw the long trailer recently. I'm Mm. interested in the storyline. I'm glad Leslie Jones is there Mm. as the the woman that he slept with while in America, Mm -hmm. just randomly. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I love all of that. yeah, I'm excited to watch. Also, and also uh, Jermaine Fowler, who I'm a huge fan of. He was one of the main writers and producers for the new All That mm. uh, spin that came around. I mentioned him before because he was in um, the thing with Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, the thank you, sorry, sorry to bother you, mm-hmm. or sorry to bother, or something like that. Right, mother father, name? sorry to bother you, y'all. I, you, 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 you had a perfect score until you brought in the horses. As soon as you brought in the horses, yeah. it was it, it, like it completely went that, down. That, that was absolutely a terrible turn, and I guess you was trying to like jump off a cliff with it, but you d- jumped some to your Bay, death. They said it's like some Bay Area stuff, like the Yay Area. Those those artists kind of get they go they go. Well, Ryan Coogler is an example of, it, and he just does everything perfectly. So I don't really know if that counts. Um, you you said you like Ted Lasso, right? Yeah, that one best performing actor in the television series, and music or comedy, Jason Sudeikis. Definitely, definitely. Are he to. one for in his first? Definitely acting need in to. It. He, you know what? Again, we talked about dude before. People win when the character isn't that much of a stretch, right? Like if the character is of them, then I feel like they win well, and you can tell. Like he, he may have been acting, but he was, he was really probably being himself. If anything, he was being his father. And he did a great role of being his father 
in that position. Like, like I just feel like people. He, it wasn't a far stretch. You talking about Jason Sudeikis? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was making sure. I was like that because I know he's a soccer coach. Yes. And that's, so I like to say that he's just like being. Somebody. Oh, you would love that. They got me lost because I was like, I took. I was like, wait a minute. You got to watch I'm that. About like Fred Hampton right now. You got to uh, watch that. I got to watch that small ass. Have you seen, Have you seen Soul? Yeah. I haven't finished it. I watched it uh, at Dad's on uh, New Year's Day. People just, like, people complain on. about the trope of like I was animated I was characters. Then you was messed up about it for. You talk about winning the Oscar for playing the bottom, mm-hmm. right? For me to walk into a movie, obviously it's called So. I'm imagining a movie called So. Everyone talks to moms, they love it. They said the twist, it was something. I, I see all this in social media. Mm-hmm. I sit down and watch it. The guy's a jazz musician, mm-hmm. a jazz teacher. I'm like, oh, so like, okay, we're about to get some My Rainey's Black Bottom type shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then he dies. Mm-hmm. The black dude mm-hmm. we're talking about. And then we no longer see. Then. I, I tweeted at this. I was like, I wish I would have told me Tina Fey was the black dude mm-hmm. when I was talking about this movie because of the whatever happens with the body switch shit. So, like, I do feel a little bit away about that because mm-hmm. it's another example of wanting a black face and not a black voice. Mm-hmm. Obviously not in an extreme way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's why, like, like, Princess and the Frog, I feel like that is more... I, I have less issues with that than I do... Uh, with the concept of this whole thing for Soul, but I I do have to finish the film. Um, but it won it won for best motion picture animated. Yeah, it should have. Um, it's not a uh whatever, man. It, it's when when black people get to create the animations, then we will start seeing proper representation of black people. As long as there is another voice trying to tell a black story, um, it will forever be uh you know on a messed up lens like you were talking about so brandon came over we he was setting up earlier um before we started the podcast and he was telling me about um this one guy he's got a he's he's written a lot of stuff he's pretty important brandon's going to introduce him a little bit better than oh, i yeah. um but he was talking about a play that the guy put on or a yeah a theater play that the guy put on um and it was just it just wasn't right it, or it was good it was good but the voice just wasn't the voice of its intended audience. The it was not the voice in particular because the voice was nuanced and reflective and all the things you would want a social commentary to be. It was the narrative that took a turn at the end that was like, okay, let's get some hands on this. Like let's 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 get this ready for the public because right now. This is just another version of uh, a, a, a horror story for black people in America mm. um, just because of the um, overt power um, from from the, from the white characters uh, side of things. Um, but yes, uh, but that was that was this guy's that was this guy's son that we're we're, we're talking about. But you were but I didn't want to go. I mean, I was going into that. So Brandon. Um, he was oh, living you, in California. You, you, you I was did. going. Lance said, "Yeah, he seg- segue into Norman Lear." That okay. was Golden Globe talk. Oh no! Well, I think no. This is this. Here's the segue. Okay. Lifetime Achievement Award winner at the Golden Globes was Norman Lear. Ha! Uh-huh. Norman Lear won his Lifetime Achievement Award. The ninety-eight-year-old uh, writer, creator, director. Uh, he brought to you All in the Family, Sanford and Sons, 
one day at a time the jeffersons good times and obviously the spinoff of golden girls mod these are all except for the last one um black shows uh yes. written by a white voice just yes. to be clear yes kind of what, tie with, into what and, we're talking and, about and also starring all black, black all, all black, black cast. all black cast um real real other, one. Than, other than all in the family all other in the family than, obviously but that's was, a real that's a real one but all in the family was the beginning mm-hmm and then he did the spinoff with the Jeffersons, mm-hmm. and that was kind of thing. And then obviously, Good Time was his own specific thing. Um, but this guy, somebody uh, Norman Lear, is who we're talking about. Uh, I've known about him for a long time because I grew up watching the Sanford and Sons. Um, I grew up obviously watching Good Times. Uh, hey y'all! Shout out Raina, Elisa, and Tasha. We used yes. to be over on Vanessa's house and listen. It was a it was a schedule. It was a schedule. You had like breakfast, and then we I think it was like either. Educate no no no. What we do is watch TV until lunch. After lunch, we right. did like the activities. But like yeah. that that morning TV set, mm-hmm. it was like the Jeffersons. It was like uh, what was next? The um, JJ and them. Oh, uh, good times. Good times. Yeah. It was the and it was like once two two seven start coming on. I feel like, I feel like Mary and, Tyler Moore show may have came on every now and then. I feel like I I saw her working in her. Uh, Studio office cheers. No, but see, I don't remember any. It was like three black shows back to back. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. Like right before lunch, it was three shows back to back. It's like an hour and a half. Say the ones you said again. Um, It was uh, Good Times was second. The first one was like, I had it. I said it. I said it. Uh, You're talking about with. um... Oh, Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. Like. Yeah, Sanford and Son, Good Times. And I think. I think. Think it was that one with the uh, Reggie Hey 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 rerun? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Rerun. Um 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 um. He was a Fat, Fat Albert. I, Fat Albert was the animated series did come on. I thought that it was, was two, after. It might have been two two seven with all the the all women cast. Two two seven. I'm looking it up now. Mm-hmm. But um, so oh, these things just come on. I didn't. I, I didn't think it was that. I thought it was the. I thought it was the. Uh, what is the one with JJ? Not, not JJ. That's good times. I know. I'm talking about rewind. He did the the, the little black guy with the red the red hat. <laughs> Fat black dude. Fat Albert. No. <laughs> he had a red hat, red shirt. What's it called? Oh my gosh! If you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, if you were born, um, if you were born rerun. in the '90s, maybe early '90s, late '88. Uh, uh, People are so we're old. We are we're so we old. are now. I'm we are not, so yeah, old. I'm, I'm I'm 31. We are so. Old. I don't even I don't even know what a 31. If I'm thinking about myself when I was eight, I don't even know what a 31 year old looks like in my mind. Like I don't even know what that person is. And, and it's, let alone 31, 98. So Norman, right? He created the all these things. The used to come on. Okay, he created all of these things. Um, and you know we grew up with him, but the guy Brandon, well, wait, wait, wait. his connection to wait, the wait, dude. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, yeah, okay. let me, let me, let me back it up, because I, I've, I've had aspirations of being a television writer. I still have those dreams. Dreams don't have age, age limits on it. Speaking of age, um, and I want to write comedy for television. And we obviously grew up watching television, and it just like the, that whole sitcom nature, like love affair. We'd love to be a part of that from from the jump set. So. I followed Norman Lear uh, a lot, just like the, the things he made. I, I wrote a paper in college about how Family Guy and All in the Family was 
similar to the Jeffersons and the Cleveland show and like that whole, cause like Peter Griffin is basically mm-hmm. like Archie Bunker, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that, that whole thing, even down to the green pants and white shirt. Mm-hmm. So like I've, I've been studying this guy. Then I go to the late show with David Letterman and I, uh, he comes on as one of the last guests for the late show and it was Norman Lear's episode and I asked somebody to switch so I could with me so I could watch his interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like 95, Five at this point, no, pro- no, ninety, early nineties. Yeah, ninety four, ninety three. So and I was, and I, he, he was, had his book, and I wasn't going to buy the book, but I was just like, oh my god, like I love I, this guy. So I like this guy a lot. Then I go to L.A., living out in L.A. Um, shouts out to uh, Eleanor, uh, Eleanor Rosebray. Um, sh- her sister has had a has a art show called All Boats. Um, I talked to you about it. I was, I was hoping you could be a part of that that actual performance. But it was all boats, and she used to do it in Brooklyn and New York when we was living out in New, New York and New Jersey. And we used to go to her loft, and they would do – it was just like a curated art showcase, and the concept is all boats rise. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We we're all watching. We we're all enjoying. And I got a chance to do a 10-minute stand-up sh- set to open up for – this all boats thing for Julie, her friend nice. uh, Eleanor's sister Julie. Nice, uh, Julia. I'm sorry, I said Julie. Uh, Eleanor's sister Julia, and she went to NY. Uh, she went to NYU, mm-hmm. and a lot of her NYU friends were there and things like that. And mm-hmm. that's where I met one of the guys who, uh, the guy who plays the DJ in the Insecure, mm-hmm. um, Daniel. Uh, Oh no! Oh, you you just name like five or six people, Brandon. Keep going with but the yeah. But anyways, that, I, but like anyways, but that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I do stand up at that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went well. It was fun. A month later, I get an email from a guy saying that he was at the show, writes comedy or writes uh, professionally, and wants to get with me about like writing a sitcom. Love. And we started meeting up. We met for. He came onto the Fox lot. And his beat up Prius, and we were like, we talked for a long time. His name was Ben Lear, and thinking of it, and we were, we got really close, and we met about two or three times, and then Eleanor calls me and was like, "I heard you got like a writing and like working closely with Ben." I was like, "Yeah, no, he's awesome. It's funny, cool guy. He's interesting." Um, and she was like, "Do you know that's Norman Lear's son?" And I was like. No, I did not. <laughs> I, did not. I had no, I had no inkling, no clue that that, that he was uh, Norman Lear's son, um, and he is, uh, you know, Ben Lear, uh, Norman Lear's only son. Uh, him and his his his, his sisters and uh, Lance wanted to tell, uh, and Lance teased this actually at one point in time and said the whitest party or the whitest thing that he's ever done was via me and a trip to LA and a poker night. Yep. At at Ben Lear's house. Yep. It was decadent. So like I, I no, you can set that up because okay. I gotta go pee. I want you to actually tell the story. Okay. <clears throat> Before the story, uh we've got about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Keeping to time. So look, y'all, all right. I'm in LA and I'm thinking, you know, it's just, it's L.A., right? I, I've actually been before, so it's not. But this is like my first time as an adult adult. And then it's also like my birthday. So Brandon just so happens to have this poker game uh, that he's been invited to. Who gets invited to poker games, right? That Off top, that was like the L.A.'s 
thing I could ever think of. Right. So then we go, um, we're headed there and we're driving and it's like, he's taking me in the hills, right. In, in the mountain, like in the hills, you, you talk about California, you talk about LA and you're like, Oh yeah. To you think of famous people on parties, like uh, looking at balcony or standing on balconies that overlook onto the whole city. And you know, you're up in this hill kind of hidden tucked off. Um, surrounded by all this like minimalism, right? But it's very like modern, even though the facade of the crib kind of looks like it used to look. So anyway, um, we're driving through these hills, uh, we're going up. The whole time I'm thinking like, what fucking famous person am I about to run into? Like, is Drake going to come jogging down the street? Like, this is just the most gated community, but it's not gated. It's just difficult to get to. So we in there, we come in and it's a poker night. Like you got chips and stuff. You got like uh, refreshments, all the bourbon you can drink. Um, you got like, you know, and it's, and it's white dudes that like are have like it looks like target clothes but you but they're but they're clean right it's like everybody's wearing clothes from target but they're so clean that you know it's expensive like you can look at it and be like i'll bet that feels very good on the skin i bet it does so anyway we go in there right this is and i'm always i'm you know i'm in my mind i'm kind of consciously recognizing what i look like amongst all the other stuff because me and brandon were the only black people there yes um there was an asian that he was kind of comforting. He thought that he kind of switched between the two, which was nice. You know, he was was cool. Yeah. Everybody else was like super white, yeah. um, and fairly gay. Um, so we go into <laughs> I don't think it don't matter. Um, so we go into um, we we so we were playing poker. Uh, and this is all Ben Lear's doing. So Brandon, this guy that he's talking about, he's like, oh yeah, that's Norman Lear's son. And see, that's another thing about whiteness and blackness that we don't necessarily get, like. Black people can be humble in the face of somebody really famous because we don't know you or like care what you do. Like, Mm-mm. you know, we, 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 we're not even asking about your money, nothing but like white socialites or social kind of uh, life kind of exists around who you know. And if you know this person, then, you know, that's a big thing. I get that all the time where like I'll be talking to somebody like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're having it there? Oh, I love her. Yeah, no, that's a, that's. A, and I'm talking to like somebody really, really rich. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you know this other right. really, really rich person, right. and y'all are now talking about me, even better for me, right? Yeah. So we're in there. Wait, like, we'll I keep do, going. I, Go I, ahead. No, yeah, side, side, side note. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, whatever. You know, uh, I know Ben. We're friends. Stuff like that. Whatever. Um, it wasn't until I was in. I know Ben went to a specific high school in LA that a lot of uh, celebrities have their kids go. Mm. So and he told me the to school or whatever, and obviously, like it, it's it's a name. I don't know the name. I forgot. I learned. I forgot. Rich McRich Ellington. Uh, but anyway, school. When I was in New York at Barstool, we interviewed Bob Saget for the radio. I posted mm. it on Instagram when we did. I talked to him afterwards, and I was like, um, I. I know Ben Lear. I, I said I know uh, he because he mentioned Norman Lear, and I was like, I'm good friends with um, his son. He's like, Oh, you know Ben? I was like, Yeah. He was like, He's best friends with my daughters. Like he dated one of my daughters in high school. He was like, He's like, Tell him. And I like text him and stuff like that. And like that was as famous as Ben has ever been to me because like right, Bob Saget right, Bob. was like <laughs> geeking out about 
Because I just said I know Norman Lear's son. I'm friends with him. And he was like, Ben. My daughter. I was like, oh, yeah. Ben. Ben's cool like that. Ben's cool. Like, actually, I mean. But no, so it was a cool, and that's the, that cool describes the evening. It was a cool evening all right and it was just really some it was it was spectacular it was spectacular is it fair to say that norman lear was the funniest person there at 90 whatever and the other person he had with him was like his helper so i don't even know if he's like he's just like I don't like think he, he was funny. Help. You didn't think he was funny? I don't I didn't think Norman was funny. I think that he was the most famous person there. So when therefore had, everybody laughs at his when jokes. He had, no, when he had a chance, when he had pockets, there was a There was a yeah, there was a few times. A, there, there was that, a few it was times. The first was joke of the night, the some guy who I don't want to do this. He works for Jim Parsons company or whatever. Uh, but he was watching a Cowboys game and he was late. Mm-hmm. And we were watching, we were deciding if we we're gonna play, and Ben was like, I'm surprised you're not watching the game. Dude. I was like, I'm here at, at White Poker Night um with my brother who's in town. Um but he was like, uh, should we start the it was he was on speakerphone, we were all sitting at the table, and Ben said, Should we start like should we start the game on Adam or should we uh or should we wait? And then everyone was silent because nobody knew, you know, we didn't know what the you know what the protocol was. And I know where Norman Lear just says Fuck them. <laughs> we all. That was just, funny. That was very funny. <laughs> just start dying. That was laughing. funny. So I was saying like that. that yeah, like yeah, a, but it was a lot of laughter, peer pressure going on. Oh where like gosh, it, yeah. it's, it's Norman Lear. So I mean, it is. Him, are you not so, yeah. going to laugh at yeah. Norman Lear? He won two th- 2021's uh, Lifetime Achievement Awards. So he yeah. also won a lot of the money in the poker night and then left. I thought that was so disrespectful. I was like, what is going on right now? Just so y'all going to just let this old nigga get up out here with all the money? He's he was in he's in his nineties. It's late. You imagine he's gonna leave at some point in time. But there was a point in time where he like he literally he was up handedly and was just like told his handler, he's like, Hey, let's go. I remember ha- I handed him his cane. I talked to him about seeing him on Letterman, had my time with Norman Lear, and, and he he left with all of our money. I was out long before. If I, I could. I'm not good I'm not good at playing poker with like it should have been it should have been broken up to two tables. Mm-hmm. There's too many people playing one game of mm-hmm. poker. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. It was like eight or nine. It was just a lot. Who like knows? It, it, was, it was it was my L.A. experience. It was crazy. We yeah. After we got done, because me and Brandon got out fairly early, I stayed in longer than Brandon, which, you, you know, I could have stayed in bought, longer. You bought in again. I did buy in again. I would have lost a lot more so money pissed. there. Like, I was heated because I could have been. Oh, I'm not. I'm not a good gambler. If you unless it's dice. I'm actually very good at shooting. You dice. are. I've seen one. Yeah. Some money. Um, but anyway, so like, yeah, no, no, no. But afterwards, man, everybody's just kind of chilling. We sitting on the patio and in that view over the thing. Oh my goodness. I'm a very kind of empath and kind of spiritual person. Right. So these experiences aren't like uh, physical in any way. It's like my soul is kind of looking outside of itself and my i'm just kind of looking at myself from above my it's astral projection like i'm looking at myself in this situation from above Mm -hmm. right and i'm just like just taking it in and it just save it in the soul file like yeah this is a it's a goal it's like like, you know you want this yeah i think well yeah it's not want this but it's 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 something it's it's aspirational because like i mean you want to be able to be successful enough to like afford a life like that for your child. Yeah, straight let up. Let alone you. Straight up, straight up. You know what I mean? So like, up. that's kind of what I, and I was, I, that was the first time I think I went over Ben's house at night to see that view like at night. And cause we, we worked on the, the stuff during the day and, and uh, work on whatever we're writing on during the day. So I, 
to have you there and it be such a new experience for me as well, mm. it was like a movie. It was mm. very, very, very much. Very uh, much so a movie. Very it could have so like been in Insecure with the two yeah. brothers um, talking about blackness at a white poker game. Yeah. It was uh, cool. It was cool. Um, he just texted me and said he knows what he needs to work on and asked me what I thought. Ben did. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> funny. Just kind of like, oh, okay. Look, he, he, we talked uh, him up. Um, we can. Uh, yeah, let's switch. Let's switch. Yeah, we're gonna switch it up, y'all. All right, so look. <clears throat> Today is March fourth, and when we say March fourth, we mean marching into the future. Mm. Speaking of futures, mm. today we'd like to say happy birthday to Carter Kanai. All right. Happy birthday to Carter Kanai. All right. Little big boy walking, you know, talking, picking things up and trying to uh, test his strength at such an early age. Brandon, how do you feel uh, giving birth to or, or helping give birth to baby Hercules? It's it's uh it's one something. Actually, funny the funny thing or not, he does not watch TV. We can't get him to sit down for more than five minutes to watch anything. <laughs> he was glued to Hercules the other day. Mm. That was on there, and we know we that's a big one. Funny enough, like, we really like that. Funny one. enough, yeah. you're a year in. You're a year into parenthood, Brandon. How how's it how's it feel? It's uh I I don't I feel like I feel like things are going to ease up around age ten. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's definitely a a push. It's a blessing. Um, I think uh, I think everyone does it for different reasons, and and has children has have children decide to have children for different reasons. Um, it's kind of taking over everything, but definitely put things in perspective as well. Perspective, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm blessed. I'm I'm honored. Uh, I'm thankful that. Carter is my firstborn, um, my firstborn son. I'm 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 thankful to be helping raise Michelle's child as well, um, just because of how much I love her and and she really is uh, my best friend. So it's it's funny to kind of just be in a position to be there to help raise a friend's child, who's obviously my wife. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it yeah I I'm. I I see I I see the landscape, right? Mm-hmm. I see the challenges ahead. I see um, the 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 joys ahead. I think one thing I've learned since I mean we had him in March fourth. Obviously, a week later the pandemic started, and we've in a time where I knew I knew we were going to be launching a podcast with Willie and I in Barstool. Let's just go back to that time period um, since we're a year away from that day. Uh, where Michelle's had Carter, uh, six seventeen um, p.m. March fourth. It was I. I was worried I wasn't going to spend enough time with him when he was first born because I knew I had a lot of work to do at Barstool. I knew like we we're going to be launching around that time period, but I also knew that Willie just had his child, so mm-hmm. I knew he was going to be kind of focused on 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 that as well. So I I was worried the entire time she was pregnant that like. I wasn't gonna chance. I wasn't gonna get a chance to see him grow up. Mm. Like it was a big fear for me going mm. into the her pregnancy, and for life to happen the way it did, it's almost like another situation is like when you when we plan God laughs type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I've seen, like 
other than X amount of days that I came up here for uh, for Apple's funeral, and uh, I think I had to go to New Jersey after that. Uh, like other than maybe ten days, mm. I've seen Carter every day of this first year. Mm-hmm. His one, his first three sixty five. Mm-hmm. I've seen him for at least fifty of uh, three fifty of them, and it's just a blessing. And and now we're here in Louisville and settled to an extent. Um, I have a way to pay for him because that was the biggest thing. The re- reason I feel like I was money chasing and went to Barstool to to chase the bag was because Michelle was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I was like, we need money. Like mm-hmm. I love Maybe I'm Crazy. Mm-hmm. I love Joy. I love Hella. I love Donnie. I love this process. I love, I love California. I love Shit. I love L.A. Come I love on. Marina Del Rey. Del Rey. I love our apartment. Mm-hmm. I love randomly running into game at our favorite restaurant, the game mm. and his family. I love going to Lakers games. I love going to Kings games. I love going to Dodgers games. Mm. I love going to the beach. Mm-hmm. I love in and out. I love mm. donuts. I love sunshine. Um, I love my family visiting LA. Um, but with all those things, I was like, we're having a baby. Mm-hmm. We need money. Mm-hmm. This opportunity came up with Barstool worth. And I was going to be able to make more money, mm-hmm. a lot more money than what I've been making. And I was like, you know what? Like, we have to. I, kids coming, we have to make this jump. And it just wasn't, I, not that I didn't need it, because I, I don't take back that time period at all. Carter was born in New Jersey. Um, so shout out. Uh, that will never change. Lance was born in New York City. That will never change. Lil Lance. Lil Lance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like so I, I I this tie to the East Coast mm-hmm. and the Northeast is cemented into our family at this point now, mm-hmm. especially with Latoya, mm-hmm. uh, whose birthday was yesterday. Yesterday. Shouts out to uh, March third, yes. three three. Uh, holy holy birthday. Happy birthday, um, love. Um but yeah, so I think so that 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 kind of makes everything kind of serendipitous, but I am very, very happy of where we are now. Uh, I'm working for the good guys. I I just mm-hmm. feel I feel settled in a, in, a, in an important way, and I'm so so thankful for Carter. Um, we pray every night before bed after mm-hmm. bath time. We get a little prayer in, and uh, I'm just I think I'm thankful for him. Mm-hmm. I really I really really am. I, I think uh, God has blessed us, and um, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah I'm happy. He's one years old, and I know it's a low stakes birthday because he don't remember it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's still monumental for the parents. Mm-hmm. They're just like, damn, we just did a whole year of this thing. For for the mom. I was I, yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm never I'm never excited about any of my kids' birthday. Hurry up and grow up. I'm I'm tired. I, I need you to remember birthdays and I need you to participate in birthdays. And I need you to you kind of like, like how I was with Rody. I, I told Rody, I said, I heard from your dog. I yeah. don't like the puppy face. Yeah, man. I want you, you to I want you take what do you want, you want to do with them? Or what do you want the kids to do? Or what do you want own, the, the adults to do? Make their own. Food. Yeah, I like. I like. You some, don't like the the the, the dependent. dependent. Yeah, the dependency oh. of children of like little children is the most annoying thing in the world. That's hilarious. Yeah, man. There's nothing like an autopilot uh, of parenting. Like the first five years, because those are developmental years. You need to be really, really hands on. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 stressful. I mean, it's like it's it's what full time job. It's it's crazy. And then like after that though, it's like it gets easier and easier because. Like Zoe's my my daughter Zoe, she's nine. That's my oldest. I've been a parent for almost a decade now. And she's like making her own ramen noodle ramen noodles now. And it is lovely. Microwave or stove? Stove. Stop. Yeah, man. 
So he's advanced. Mm-hmm. I mean, we 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 were cooking at a young age. I was we were too. I got into it. Zoe's advanced. I was, I was I was saying, Zoe was making up knock knock jokes to me on the fly by the age of two. Not two. She was two. It was three. It has to be three. Okay. Two two is is, is I, still babbling. She was Kingston's three, and he's like, I mean, Cora's one in something. Zoe was not making full. Anyway, so so that's good, Uncle. Like, think what you want to think about your exceptional niece. Um, but the dependent or the independent um, child is is a is a favorite of mine, and I think that I'm going to <laughs> kind of develop. I think I'm going to develop that into uh, the rest of my children. Like, uh, Daddy needs you to go do what you're supposed to be doing. I had a conversation with Michelle the other day that I was like, I think. A lot of your frustration towards me in the child rearing process is you want me to be a mom. And yeah. I, and I just can't. And we're not. No. I'm not. Nope. Like, I don't. I, I was telling her, I was like, I'm building a profile. I, I'm building a, uh, I'm building a, I'm building a following with mm-hmm. the TV show mm-hmm. that will work, a Brother from Another, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking about the flow of content that goes into it and like when to post what and, and how to say this and wording things like that. I told her I was like, it would be like if I inadvertently expected you to know those things or know to worry about those things. Mm-hmm. Like it's a you being a mother is a whole other No, world. they worry they worry about the other worlds. So the other realities that exist but where you they need to. But I'm uh, saying like I'm saying but stretch yourself out if you us. want to. It's not about stressing yourself out. It's about like there are actual things that you need to like. It's not good that we aren't concerned with those things, but it is good that there's a parent to to concern with those things. Right, because that's the balance, right? That's 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 the balance. You need the balance and you need the spectrum, the full spectrum from. Because like I am prone to, you know, wait until somebody cries very loudly before I like worry about what they're doing. So like they'll be upstairs as long as they're not. I love. The sound of kids crying themselves to sleep. Good night. I hope you sleep longer. Like I'm, I, I'm. There's a, but it's, it's a light. I, I'm not gonna be completely neglectful. You ain't just about to be up there doing whatever you want to do. But for the most part, like, go to sleep. I'm not now. Latoya, she likes. She wants to sleep with kids. She wants to be like, be there to pat their back for an hour and a half. Fuck out of here. I'm not no. about to. I can't. I'm sleepy. This is making me go to sleep, and I have tons of work to do. Right. Like, mm, let them cry. Now, mothers, they can't take a baby crying in their hearts, right? Yeah. They can't. Michelle they, they, has they, an issue with it. Right? Um, but uh, male lions eat their children all the time. In je- out of jealousy? Uh, Out of all types of things. I mean, the, the, if, if provoked, yeah, wrong. Yeah, if, if they're hungry. Yeah. Right? Fathers are just, what, what did somebody say? You know that a woman has. You compare yourself to a lion? No, I mean I did, but inadvertently. I, I don't okay. think that I'm a lion. Okay. Yeah, and even though I would like a pride to the bitches. No, um, so what I'm saying is y'all, we are growing. I also wanted to say, since we're talking about birthdays, <laughs> my birthday is coming up. All right. I will be thirty-three. All right. This is what they call the Jesus year mm-hmm. in which he died and was resurrected. Um, they don't tell you he was in Egypt. Uh, through his 20s learning 
at education learning magic and how to turn water to wine, but they don't tell you that. Um, so he comes learning back. Magic. He comes back. Um, and or he dies. I that just to, of course you do, yeah. Christian. Um, he comes sure. back and he uh, you know, he resurrects himself. So uh, with my thirty third year, I'm in much of a resurrection mindset. Like I must kill the things that uh the kind of bad habits that I've kind of uh attached to myself as coping mechanisms as like self medication mm-hmm. things as like just trying to abandon all those things and resurrect in who I was when I was younger so like when I was younger I could sit down and write five page paper in like two hours yeah, maybe an hour but like a complete research paper and it's nothing read a book like it's nothing memorize anything and literally back spit it regurgitated back to you verbatim i was just a lot smarter i was a lot like in, more inquisitive had a clearer mind right so like now i will be talking to somebody and i cannot find the word that i want to use and the word is always the perfect word to use in the situation but my brain just cannot find the word so i end up using a different word and it's like it's poetic or whatever, but it doesn't state what I am trying to convey. Mm. And it is the most annoying thing in the world. Every time it happens, I'll be like, I got to stop smoking. Like to myself, I'll be like, man, I got to stop smoking. I got to stop. So you use your strength of poetry as a defense mechanism because you don't know just the literary term for what you're Boom. trying to go after. So Boom. you like people accept the artistic versions. You like you like illustrate. Yeah, I know. And people are like, "Oh, wow. I love the way you said that." Yeah, motherfucker, cuz I couldn't I had think a, of the plain way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. I had to learn this when you were doing with the copy for these uh, podcast episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so you used 12 words for for four, but yeah, I got you. I followed. Um but uh no, that, that is a good... Oh, so how's the cleanse going? I meant to ask you about that. Like, um, your... um, everything's halved. So all the vices that I used to enjoy, I've cut them in half um, in their enjoyment. How's and, the half? Like, what do you uh, I was like, I was good three blacks a day. Um, now it's like one and a half, maybe. So like that one that I'm, I'm smoking one right now, that's going to... Like, after I'm done with that, I won't smoke again until like the kids go to bed. So it'll be half of that. And then in the morning when I take my morning dump, I have that half there. Nice. Yeah. So working on it. Um, no, no. I was just asking because I was I was wondering how the half. I was thinking like a time period thing, but no, that works. That works perfectly. Yeah. Um, and then like uh, yeah. So uh, we got a few podcasts before we actually get to my birthday, um, and I'll introduce uh, my birthday festivities when we get closer to my birthday. You've said, but. It. Um, but, but yes, well, I've we'll said them on Twitter and then, some... but yes, but, um, I want to put that in your ear. You all, I will be having an exhibition of, um, my art for my birthday. It'll be, um, an exhibition of my theater art, an exhibition of my poetry and an exhibition of my visual art. All three will be held in Mormon gallery on main street across from KMAC on the second floor. That will be March the 20th from five to nine 30. You can go on Eventbrite and uh, let me know you coming. It's a free, it's free to come. Um, I'll have tons of merchandise and also art to sell. So, uh, you can save your money on the ticket, but buy something. Motherfucker. No. no. Come, yeah, so, show love. Yeah. yeah, show love. Spread show love. love. Show love, spread love. Uh, I want to I I get a chance to, to type, kind of wrap up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that we can go on and on about uh, other things, but um, let's do some T's, T's and P's. I want to. Uh, I don't know how to bring this. I don't know how to address this, but uh, obviously some states are opening up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mississippi's opened up immediately. Texas, I believe, is opening up uh, March 10th. That's obviously opening up, meaning everything's open and uh, no mask mandate. Um, there's people in Texas that were using um, rainwater for bathwater a couple of days ago because electricity was out. But uh, yeah, let's get the commerce back by opening everything up. Um, I think some other states are doing it as well. Uh, there's no walls between these states. Obviously, United States, you're av- you're available to govern individually, uh, and it's not the president's job to um, be a dictator over states and what they want to do individually. I I support this. This is one of the reasons why California and New Jersey can can sell uh, marijuana, and you know different different states can do different things, different sales tax in different states, but. I don't know if I like it. But Biden said that uh, this mindset also is, is the, the Neanderthal Civil War. thinking. Neanderthal thinking. Mm-hmm. And he thought, and he said it was. Because it it's, it's, what, it's what started the Civil War. All that states' rights shit. Well, yeah. And also, I mean, I as much as I say I agree with states' rights, I don't agree that Texas tried to act like slavery wasn't a yeah. thing for about. 14 years after it was abolished. It's crazy. So, and it's because these, these state rights things uh, are the things that protect it. But mm-hmm. um, I'd say thoughts and prayers to everyone who, I just thoughts and prayers to everyone in America. I just to go as bleak as possible. And this is what I'm struggling to say. I think at the beginning of this thing, we were talking about like, Oh, how many more weeks are we going to have to stay at home? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, how many more months? And then we're like, okay, this is our life now. Mm-hmm. I think, these actions by our individual government in conjunction with the fact that poor countries that aren't getting vaccinated, the viruses are mutating and, and becoming different strains as we speak, so much so that the new strain we're not going to be vaccinated to. Not to say, not to speak against vaccina- vaccinations, I just think that whatever version of life that we have now may be more. A, another year of this because of these actions like opening up states. So thoughts and prayers to Americans traveling, doing anything, living life, getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated. I, I think there's a collective, um, I think there's a collective fatigue and hurt right now. And I think everyone's trying to kind of figure out how to live within their hurt. Um, mm. Speaking of hurting thoughts and prayers to Louis Nix, the third and his family, uh, after his passing last weekend, it was a uh, really rough. One of the guys in the D line with me, um, just a, a good dude, uh, was 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 close close with him. Um, not as close as other guys have been, and obviously, but the, when it comes to this locker room and spending time with you guys, uh, each other, and especially in your specific defensive lineman room, um, you just get to know the guys a lot, and. Uh, he was he's he was troubled for a long time, um, and he passed in a, in, a, in a very very sad way. And a lot of people had a lot of things positive things to say about how Lewis touched their lives. Um, so uh, rest in peace to Irish Chocolate and uh, him. But uh, thoughts and prayers to to everyone that is uh, experiencing some sort of mourning. 
at this point in time and uh those trying to get healthy um you you said my thoughts and prayers i was going to say i was going to piggyback off of that and just everybody who has passed um from the texas ice storms um to uh, you know all, all around the globe really what we're seeing is a generation dying off um the baby boomers are uh, clocking out and it's like a triple threat of like virus of like natural disaster and of like um just kind of falling i mean just old age right so yeah. um thoughts and prayers to everybody's losing somebody um uh, our cousin just died walter um uh bailey uh michael walter michael bailey he went by michael but this was um uh philip's father so this is like um mom's side and uh, like our our great cousins like they're 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 related to us um there are great grandmothers siblings offspring so um he died um went to his funeral the other day uh hannah drake did a wonderful poem um philip looked like he was holding up hannah well drake was at the, at the funeral yeah she did a poem why was hannah drake at the funeral um to do a poem brandon yeah, 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 yeah. I just yeah. know she knew knew Philip. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Philip asked her to do the poem. The person who passed? Philip No, 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 no. Philip is the son. So Philip Oh is, yes. So Philip is our our uh great cousin. Um he writes for USA Today and he won a Pulitzer. Him. Yes, yes. him. So his father died, man. It's it's hard. It's hard when your parents pass, man. So it's like um just kinda holding on to folk while you got them remember to lock in and make good memories and um you know carry that because it's the good memories that they live on through us people be all in grief stricken i'm like man they physical body it's a it's, it, it is a pain living this life you know what i mean right. like it is literally a struggle you are born and to die like as you are born you start to die and it's like Dying every day it's like you know um Get busy the, living get, get, or get yeah, busy Yeah, the spirit. Dying. Right, exactly. The spirit and the memories you leave with people. I have a theory that um, that is our heaven and hell. That is how our heaven and hell is created by the memories we left with people. Because when they reminisce about us, we exist in that memory. And if it was a bad memory, then we're existing in the hell of mm. like their experience. But if it's a good memory, then we're existing in the heaven of their good experience. I like that. Mm. I like that. That's spread love yeah it's a whole philosophy y'all all right thank y'all so much for coming to podical sons podcast episode 18 can't wait to check y'all out on the flip side bye